3. Moving on from left bundle branch block and talking about ST segment changes in left ventricular hypertrophy or LVH. So the ST segment changes are similar to that as you get in left bundle branch block. You get ST elevation with deep S waves in V1 to 3. You get ST depression and a T wave inversion and leads with a tall R wave. And there are voltage and non-voltage criteria. But the main criteria for LVH is the Sokolov-Leon criteria. The S wave in V1 plus the tallest R wave in V5 or 6 has to be greater than 35 millimeters. The voltage criteria for LVH includes R wave in lead 1 and S wave in 3 greater than 25 millimeters, R wave in AVL greater than 11 millimeters, R wave in AVF greater than 20, S wave in AVR greater than 14. The voltage criteria in the precordial leads are the R wave in V4, 5 or 6 is greater than 26 millimeters. The R wave in V5 or 6 plus the S wave in V1 is greater than 35. Or the largest R wave plus the largest S wave in the precordial leads is greater than 45. The so the two voltage criteria in the limb leads and the precordial leads and the non-voltage criteria are that you have increased R wave peak time greater than 50 milliseconds in V5 or V6 or ST segment depression and T wave inversion in the left leads and that's a sign of left ventricular strain. Other features of LVH include left axis deviation and prominent U waves. The causes of LVH include hypertension which is the most common cause aortic stenosis, aortic regurge, mitral regurge, aortic coaptation, and hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. The ST changes in Brugada syndrome, so moving on to Brugada. Brugada syndrome is an inherited channelopathy of sodium channels, which leads to paroxysmal ventricular arrhythmias and sudden cardiac death in young people. Brigada's sign is ST elevation and a partial right bundle branch block in V1 and V2 with a coved morphology in V1 and V2. Dejoxin's effect on the ST segment will it will cause a downsloping ST depression with a sagging morphology. Uh, it looks like Salvador Dali's moustache. The effect of hypokalemia on the ST segment is that you get a widespread downsloping ST depression with a T wave flattening or inversion, prominent U waves and prolonged QU interval. The effect of right bundle branch block in the ST segment is that you get ST depression and T wave inversion in V1 to 3. The overall changes of right bundle branch block so it's a right bundle branch block is a delayed right ventricle depolarization with the left ventricle okay. So this means that the early part of the QRS complex is unchanged and the delayed right ventricle activation produces a secondary R wave in the right chest leads V1 to 2 and a slurred S wave in V5 in the lateral leads. Delayed activation also gives a secondary repolarization abnormalities with ST depression and T wave inversion in the chest right chest leads. The axis is unchanged as the left ventricle really controls the axis. You get a tall secondary R wave in V1. You get a wide slurred S wave in V6. <coughs> 
ruled QRS complex greater than 120. You get an RSR in V1 to 2, wide slowed S in 1, AVL, V5, V6, ST depression and ST wave inversion in right chest leads, V1 to 3. Sometimes instead of an RSR, you can get a broad monophosic R wave or a QR. So the features of the QRS complex are that it's either narrow or broad. You want to look at the height of the complexes and you want to be able to do spot diagnoses. The width of the QRS complex is normally 70 to 110. If it's narrow, which is less than 100, it's supraventricular. Yep. Broad, greater than 100 is ventricular or aberrant conduction. That might mean bundle branch block, hyperkalemia, sodium channel blockade. A QRS greater than 120 is required to diagnose bundle branch block or ventricular rhythm. And <coughs> QRS greater than 100 is abnormal. Spot diagnoses include Brigada, Wolf-Parkinson, White, and TCA poisoning. So in TCA poisoning, you get a QRS widening that correlates with the badness QRS over 100 is predictive of seizures, and QRS over 160 is predictive of VT. In things that block the fast sodium channels, that gives you QRS prolongation, a tall R wave and AVR, inhibition of the potassium channels, and QTC prolongation. Overall management of a TCA overdose includes resus, IV access, high flow oxygen, IV sodabic, 10 mX every few minutes until the blood pressure improves and the QRS narrows. Intubate ASP, hyperventilate to maintain pH of 7.5 to 7.55. If the airway is secure, you can place an NGT and give 50 grams of activated charcoal. Treat seizures with IV benzos and diaz, 5 to 10 megs. Hypertension with crystalloid bolus. Arrhythmias. You want to treat with sodium bicarb, hyperventilation, and lignocaine 1.5 megs per keg IVs, third line behind sodabic and hyperventilation. You want to avoid class 1A and 1C antiarrhythmics and avoid beta blockers, which are class 3. You want to avoid amiodarone. And if IV fluids are unsuccessful for management of the blood pressure, you can start a noradrenaline infusion.